You're listening to the Love is Black podcast. Where the host of fly. The love is dope. And the conversation's always 100. Welcome back to your favorite podcast. It is Love is Black. I, again, am Harvey. And I'm Carice. And we're talking love again. This season has just been just romance, friendship, communication, love, all the things that make a good love affair, a good love story. And we've got another one. Are you excited? I am super excited. There's another dimension to this one that I don't think we've had before. Right. So that makes us interesting. This season has been a whole lot of my family, a little bit of Carice. of his family. You're so negative. Even one of the family members said that. Even one of the family members, they're oh. like, still oh. with the Laguerres. <laughs> but this season has been great nonetheless, while we've gone through the well of Laguerres and a little bit of the jokes slash whatever on your side. But I found somebody through a friend online, a different couple, and we are going to talk to them. I would introduce Mike. And here we go. Adafunke. Did I say that right? Yes, he did. Yes. Yes. That was my whole mission. First question on our first date. No, that was Make sure that was I got that right. On our first date. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. And we're super excited to have you. So let's just jump right in. Where exactly does your love story begin? How did you meet? Let's go ahead. You don't okay. uh, so uh, we actually met on Plenty of Fish. It's a dating app. And, uh, I was in a dark place. Um, I've been in the United States for five years now. I came in February of 2016. And I've not been back to Nigeria for a while. And I was looking forward to going in, uh, back in October of uh, 2020. And um, Two days to my departure, my I got news from home that my grandma died, and so it was a was not a, you know, it was rough, but I kind of held it together, knowing that I was gonna go home to be with my family, my siblings, my parents, and aunts and uncles. So, but when I got to Chicago from Louisville, they didn't let me get on the plane to the UK because they said I didn't have the. Um, particular kind of COVID test that the Nigerian government wanted. So I kind of, that day was kind of one of the um, hardest days of my life because I'd be holding together and then I, I can't get to go to be with my family. So anyways, they put me back on the plane, back to Louisville on the next day, the next day. And it was so, I was not my, I was not happy and, and I just, was out of a relationship with someone else and uh, who was not a very forthcoming human being. Um, God bless him wherever he is right now. But so I decided, okay, let me maybe try online dating. And I went on the app and the very first day on there, I went to Mike's profile and I saw him and I just like, oh, I think I like this guy. And I kind of um, said, hello. And that's how it started from online. <laughs> I, st- I started it. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely, definitely reached out first. 
I would have never otherwise. And yeah, and I, I mean, actually, at the same time, I was going through my own just crap, um, you know, through a lot of different things. I had actually, um, my wife left me for my cousin about five years ago. Oh, wow. And like, I really, really, I mean, we were married 29 years. Oh my goodness. So yeah, um, we're like literally high school sweethearts. Like, so needless to say, I, I, I you know, as a man, I, I attach my identity to what I do. I did back then. I don't really do so anymore, but like, you know, that's how I'm raised, you know, you are what you do as a man. Well, you took, you know, I was a husband, I was a father, I was a provider, I was, you know, a salesperson. That's what I, you know, did. And then you took a husband and a provider and father part out of the, the equation suddenly. And I just went off the rails. Um, and I went through a very, 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 very bad place for years. Well, I finally started getting my stuff together and like, you know, after homelessness and drug addiction and you name it, I did it, you know. Um, went from making $70,000 a year to being homeless in like six months. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, my own inability to cope. So I finally pulled it together. I'm like, cool, I get my life back together a little bit. I'm like, okay, um, you know, finally got really back into my career, got a great job. Everything was like, okay, everything's going great. Um, moved into my new place and I had been talking to this other girl for like a year and a half. She, through all the dark times, like she was there and all this stuff. So I developed a fantasy relationship in my head with this woman. And um, after everything I settled here, I guess she was in a bad spot. So I called her and she's like, hey, come get me. Uh, she was like, out in the nowhere. Like literally I drove until the roads ended and drove for a while longer until I was pretty sure I was gonna wreck my truck. <laughs> until I picked this girl up, brought her back up to Louisville and she immediately moved in with me. And you know, it, it was all, you know, unicorns and butterflies at the beginning, you know, oh, it's great, you know, I love you, you're this, you're a man I've been waiting for all this time. And I was so desperate. See, I had no idea what love was. Um, like, you know, I just didn't. So I have the, uh, the knight in shining armor love, like that's what I grew up with. Like, you know, you know, all the, you know, fairy tales and stuff. Like the dude has to do some crazy, like he's constantly trying to prove himself and he's doing heroic deeds. So I thought that's how a man was supposed to act. So, you know, I did it with my ex-wife, obviously that was a miserable failure, but you know, I didn't think I did anything wrong. Okay. So I, I do the same thing with this woman, you know, she moved up here with a, overnight bag and I put her completely back on her feet, you know, like three months. And, um, you know, I'm like, great, we're gonna have this life together and things are going great. And when she was back on her feet, she bounces to see her ex-boyfriend all night, doesn't tell me. Um, you know, I, I freak out a little bit because I, I didn't know if her ex-boyfriend lived in Louisville. I just know she went missing, <laughs> you know, like, cause I'm like freaking out, take off work the next day, tell my boss like, dude, like, I went home for work yesterday. I thought she went out to see for work, but she never came home. Like, I'm worried, like, what's going on here? Um, and that was the beginning of the end of our relationship. You know, she made some excuses of why it happened. And I was like, well, me being stupid. And I had never met anything about it. Like, I don't This is a long story to get to the background to meet her, though, um, because I went through all this, right? And then uh, I'm, she's icing me out at this point, And I'm like, just really treating me bad. Me being stupid, I'm still trying to figure out how to make her come back around. Like it's something I'm doing wrong. And uh, so I'm like, okay. And then finally I pick her up from work one morning and she had blocked me on Facebook. <laughs> like, I mean, you're, when your own girlfriend's like blocking you on Facebook, which is actually what my ex-wife did when she started her affair with my cousin. And uh, 
So I'm like, deja vu, like, this is bad. <laughs> like, so I go, I just call her out and say, hey, what's going on? Like, um, you know, you blocked me on Facebook, you know, like, I pay all the bills, like, I do all this stuff for you. Now you're just being an ice queen to me. Like, what's up? She's, I don't love you. I never loved you. That's <sighs> this whole time. And um, she was the first girl I loved after my wife. So, I mean, I did love this girl in my way. I didn't know what real love was, but in my way, I love this woman. So I, I, I lose. I mean, I'm like, I didn't lose like with my wife, but I'm like, you know, I'm torn up real bad. And I was like, you got to go. And uh, see, I've been put out on the streets, like legitimately, like, you got to go hit the door now. I don't care if you have to do this to sleep. And I promised myself I would never, ever, ever do that to another human being unless my life was in jeopardy. Like, you know, if it was like a safety thing. Yeah. But like, right. so I told her, you got to go. And um, I was like, but I'm not going to kick you in the streets. I'll give you a little bit of time, like, find a place. And um, it took over a month. <laughs> like, she lived for free again for another month. And I'm, like, sequestered in my room because I hated even coming home. <laughs> and, like, and I was like, you know what? F it. I'm going back to what I was doing before. I don't really need a relationship. I can go out on some dates, get a nice dinner, have a conversation. I have a career. I've got other things going on. This is not what I need in my life anyway. So I get on front of fish and... Um, Funky actually had, you know, like she said, you messaged me. So I'm sitting there like, cool, somebody to talk to. Like I'm stuck in my room, literally. I'm like hitting in my room like a, like a kid in a home that I pay all the bills for, you know, like so she could run free, like cattle on the, you know, in the front yard. And I'm like, okay, like, so I'm like, I got, you know, so we served, you know, she's a writer and she's very intelligent. And um, so I, I really kind of did everything that ran every other woman off from me immediately before with her. <laughs> like I didn't hold back my intelligence. We started talking. I believe we were, it was Moby Dick. Literature and Moby Dick was our first conversation on um, Plenty of Fish. And I, we were actually having a conversation that I don't like Moby Dick, that it was an awful book. And, <laughs> you know. And I never read it. Okay. So she says, I want to read Moby Dick. She said, I'll have it done in a week. I said, great. So we're going out Sunday to discuss it. And she's like, yeah, like that's what we're doing. And then we started talking, you know, more and we didn't make it Sunday. Um, <laughs> like Wednesday rolls around. We're like, hey, what are you doing tonight? Like, let's do this, you know? And um, she's like, I'm not doing anything. Like, so we go in, we had our first date and um, it was very surreal because, uh, you know, I met her and like I said, I could just tell something about her was just different, you know, and I actually, frankly, believed a lot of that probably her heritage, you know, and where she was from and raised differently than everybody else I've been with, you know. My family is an immigrant family themselves. I'm the first generation born here. So I'm thinking, well, she's got this old world type thing, charm going on for her, you know, she's, she's got this class to her. She carries herself well. She's like, she's not like trying, I can tell she's not trying to prove anything, you know. And um, we just walk around like we're, I don't know, two or three hours. Yeah. Yeah, just walked up and down through the Highlands, talked and talked about everything from Moby Dick to uh, theology, beliefs, you know, God, you name it. I mean, it was not a light conversation. Like, you know, we weren't just talking about, hey, what's your favorite color? <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, we're not. And we just went on that, you know. And then we go back and... I didn't know, I was just as nervous, you know, I'm like, I, cause I'm like, I knew someone was cool with this, but you, you gotta think my ex-girlfriend still lives on the couch. 
<laughs> okay, so like, this is where I'm starting this relationship on. Like, I'm like, damn, I'm not in a strong footing here. <laughs> this is probably gonna blow up in my face pretty bad. My therapist even said, dude, this is gonna blow up in your face. <laughs> like, you are definitely, like, you are definitely screwing up. Like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> And I'm like, well, you know, whatever. I'm like, I'm not looking for anything serious anyway. We're just hanging out and we're going to talk. And then I kind of tell what, you know, Bungay's first, you know, impression of this whole issue was. Yeah, how, how much time did it take? Was it in that first few hours when you guys are talking and that you really, did you guys go into backstory? early on like then what was the impression out of funky from your perspective of you know that extensive background did you view that as you know something that was in the past or you see it as some baggage that you're willing to help overcome and grow with yeah so on my way to meet him the first time i guess i'm a very um spiritual person i believe that God is involved in our lives and um, I believe he directs us and guides us and sometimes it seems like he's not there but he's there. So on my way to Minion, um, just as I was stepping out of my apartment, I started like praying, I'm like, God, you know my heart and you know what I want and I'm going to meet the stranger that I think I like. If it's your will, if it's your will for me to be with him, let me know from today. Let me know for the first, from the first, um, you know, instant, and just make it certain to me because I don't want to travel down a path that will bring me more pain. So I was praying. I, it was like a 10, 12 minute drive. I prayed all through until I reached the parking lot of um, where we was, we where we arranged to meet. And I step out of the vehicle and he's over there in front of the building. Because it was talking to me, trying to guide me to meet him where he was. And I see him and immediately my heart starts to race. I'm like, I know that I like this guy. I'm pretty sure something inside of me just knew that yes, this is him that I want. And I'm pretty sure. And so, and then we uh, start to talk and um, he starts to tell me his story and what he's been through. And I'm listening, like I'm very open-minded. Like I, I just like, oh, okay, okay. This is what, but this is, that's, that's your past. And this is you now, this is you that I know. And um, I was willing that day to like, oh, give him the opportunity, like, I would not judge him by his past. So um, I kind of was open to, you know, being like, oh, judging him by what I know right now, not by what the trauma is going through and all of that. And, and that has served me well because he's an amazing human being. And I cannot, for the life of me, understand why the women is being well treated in the way they did. And so it's, uh, it's been surreal and um, magical, I would say. Aww. It's um, when you know, you know, kind of, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be 42 years old. I've been in a couple of relationships 
I've been in long-term ones and I, I just know this is different. And I just know, okay. And, and before I met him, I told myself that I was not gonna bend over backwards. I was not gonna force things. Everything was gonna happen naturally, which is why you said, how do I describe my relationship? It was gonna be natural. There's nothing, things are just gonna fall into place with ease, without any forcing, without any, oh, I'm gonna try to mold myself to suit what he needs. Or I'm gonna try to make him what I want, you know? So I decided that beforehand, I was not gonna do that again because I did that in my previous relationship and it did not help me at all, you know? So I like made up my mind that I'm not, <laughs> I was just gonna, you know, um, not try to change force things. Either it works or it doesn't work. It's either they are, they are I'm gonna accept him for who he is and I'm gonna be who I am, you know? And yeah. Hey Mike, let me ask you. Um, it's kind of rare to hear somebody talk about you with that that level of positivity is I mean, I'm feeling it over here and she's not talking about me. So <laughs> and obviously previous relationships, you didn't really have that. So just tell me, give me an idea. How does it feel to have somebody clearly enamored with you and talking about you with the kind of love and emotion and passion that she's talking to you about. You know, we have, um, and I've I spent many an hour trying to articulate to her what it's like, you know. And the fact of the matter is, I had no point of view from, I had no barometer of this kind of relationship. I didn't know they existed. Like legitimately, like, I mean, I'm not saying in a jaded way, like I was ignorant. I've never known people that had that kind of relationship um, at that point. Cause it was a little different for me. I'm still super guarded at this time. So where she, you know, sees me and was like, yeah, I'm like, I felt something click. I'm like, this is really good. And I was like, but like I said, my situation was pretty uh, undesirable at the time. And uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm a little guarded at this time, you know, but I really love talking to her. I love the fact that I didn't have to hold back. I didn't have to dumb it down. Like sometimes, you know, my, you know, speaking Crayola language, like I say, you know, I like, had to just really like, like I'm talking to a freaking fourth grader instead of another adult, you know? And, um, you know, I'm like, so I didn't do it. And I didn't do it on purpose because that was something to draw people away. So she actually invites me over, you know, for our second date. Um, and that's when I really told her like, what was up? Like, you know, we went over and um, I, we made cast iron steaks in her kitchen. So I like to cook. So I told her what to get and I brought over <laughs> the rest of it and we you know, threw down some steaks and fingerling potatoes and some stuff like that. And, and I cooked for her in her home and we, we had, you know, had our food. Nice. Which uh, I didn't realize that it apparently was in, you know, that, um, you know, they say, you know, way to a man's heart through his stomach. Apparently it also goes both ways. Like, so, yeah, so I mean, that was, I mean, it was really nice. It was really like uh, nice. But then I was like, look, I, I mean, I told him myself, like, I mean, I'm a three time felon. You know, I'm a recovered drug addict. I've been homeless. I've been very undesirable. You know, and at the same level, before all that happened, I was middle class, you know, <laughs> made good money, had wife, kids, all that, you know, bike picket fence, and all that kind of fun stuff, you know, like. So I went through, my life has been very, 
I've seen a lot of different angles. So, and you know, let's face it. She knew I didn't drink. Okay. And um, she didn't really question it, but you know, that, that was a big thing for me. Um, Cause you know, even though I wasn't really an alcoholic, I was a drug addict for the first year and a half or so I was sober. I wouldn't even drink a glass of wine. Like it was just not going to happen. Um, you know, why risk it? You know, like I might get a buzz and just do something really stupid. You know, you'll find me, you know, well, you won't find me for three weeks. And when you do, I'll be in jail. <laughs> it's like, you know, like, so I sit down and I'm like, look, there's a reason I don't drink. And I told her, I was like, I was a drug addict. This is what you're getting into. Like, I've got a lot of baggage, you know, this is what's going on. And I just like really spilled my heart to her. It was partially, I, I mean, honestly, like at that point, I was half trying to scare her away because I didn't know what to do with this. Like, um, she was just so open to me from the beginning. And like, this was happening so ridiculously fast. Like, like I said, this is date number two. Like, we've already discussed each other's family history and, you know, her conversion and all of this stuff. Now we're on my past and, you know, she starts crying. And I thought, oh, fuck, well, I just... <laughs> Really, pretty much the net result I expected, but hey, it was fun while it lasted, you know. And she just looks at me and like sincerely was like, oh my God, I respect you so much more now. And I'm like, what? And she's like, the fact that you've been through all that, now I look at you and you're just not anything like I would have never guessed that you could have possibly lived through that stuff. It amazes me. And she was like, you know, it lets me know that God's working in your life. Like, you know, God's been central in this whole thing from the beginning. And um, so, I mean, it was great. And I, I, like I said, <laughs> full disclosure, still had the other girl living on my couch. Oh, so, yeah. like, um, hadn't dropped that one on her yet. That was going to be date four. <laughs> <laughs> After she finally left. <laughs> oh, so I was like, and I did a little bold move, you know, I hadn't really been in a dating scene for a really, really long time except for one girl. So I just basically invited myself to stay the night. <laughs> you know, just like, hey, um, I've got clothes in the truck. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> 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 I worked 10 minutes up the road. Like, I mean, I'll go home if you want me to. And she was like, no, you just hang out here. And we just talked and hung out all night. And, you know, it was just, you know, really got to know each other. And, you know, it was a whole different experience, like just, being with her in general, like being able to talk to her, being able to, under, she understood things about me that I didn't even understand. Like for real, like things about me that she was like pointing out were things that I didn't know about myself. And uh, I felt, I really at this point got to understand, I was really felt unlovable. And I felt broken again. I was like, you know, this is like, you know, I mean, this really was really cool. So I went into a sign of the same thing she did the first date, but I did it after the second. And I go home and I realize that I'm really having feelings for this girl and I'm really like, this is insane, but like, how can I even do this? I must be an idiot. Like, why I'm just jump fire, you know, frying pan right into the fire now. Like, what am I doing? Like, this is crazy. But I knew something was different. So I spent all night in prayer. And I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed. So I said, God, if this is your will, please let me know. Like, and if this is the devil and you're just, you know, excuse my language, but this is exactly what I said. If this is the devil and you're just fucking with me again, I need to know that too. Like, you know, make this clear for me. I can't go through this again. You know, I realized things were like, you know, it, it seems crazy because I was like literally like before a third date even like, and I'm having feelings like this. And I'm like, this is insane. Like I've never, I don't believe in, really don't believe in love in first sight. 
like, but you know, I don't really, but there was something about her that drew her to me so quickly. And I realized what it was is the whole time she didn't realize it by those things, like you just said, how it feels to be, have people speak of you like that. It's even more amazing when they speak to you like that. Uh-huh. And she really taught me that I had value, you know, and that there was stuff in me that was worthy of, and she didn't even realize she was doing it. She, I mean, she didn't realize at that point exactly how broken I was, you know, she just knew like, Hey, but she just kept doing it. And like, like I said, I had no, it was really, I had never had that. Like, you know, it was like, and she did it completely effortlessly without even realizing it. And, you know, it, it was very quickly before I realized that I'd fallen in love with this one. And it was, you know, and things, um, you know, she says naturally, like, um, we have not stopped being together since our third date. Um, I think we spent one night apart, <laughs> like, literally, yeah, yeah, literally. Um, her lease came up and she had already lived with me. Like, <laughs> I don't even remember how that happened. Like, <laughs> like legitimately, like, we looked around, like, I was like, oh, guess you're just moving in, aren't you? <laughs> she was like, why? I was like, we leased it. You haven't been home in a month. <laughs> Let's do that. And, but then we, that was really crazy because I wanted out of the apartment. My son, my kids have come back to my life since I met her. So this is another really big thing. I haven't talked to my kids in five years. So like, you know, this woman comes back in my heart and, you know, this is all going great. Then my kids start coming back. And the crazy thing, like my youngest son, Sam, came in and met her and immediately was just like, dad, don't fuck this one up. Like, you know, like, you've got something here. She, he was like, I don't understand it. But he was like, nobody. He, he, and he, he, didn't, he didn't know what love looked like, looked like either. You got to understand, like, he, what, his paradigm was the same as mine. You know, he grew up with what I showed him, what a marriage was supposed to be like. Now he's living with daddy, cousin, uncle, whatever that situation is, you know, like, and his stepbrother, sister, cousins, like, you know, it's kind of a twacked out situation, you know, but he's like, dad, I don't understand it. She's not real. Like she's like, she doesn't, she's like, and this is what she, he's 16. And he's like, ah. like, there's something about there. And like, literally they had like a really long conversation during all this time when I was at work. And I remember going back up to dropping back off in Cincinnati and uh, we get out. And of course my ex-wife comes out there and she's all real cocky and everything like she always is. And Sam, the only thing Sam was, oh yeah, um, you know, this is when we, I didn't, we called her a day at first because that's how she introduced herself before she told me what she wanted. Yeah, because you put a guy name. Well, you, you know, so, you know, she goes, oh yeah, mom, this is a day. She's fucking awesome. <laughs> so she told mom, you know, her, her mom, you know, like, and just shut her down, you know, whatever you want to say, mom, she's awesome. <laughs> like, just brought the roll on, like, let him go. <laughs> And, um, you know, since that happened, like I said, she's been there for me. Like I told her about the girl living on my couch. And once again, I didn't have to explain why I did it. Like I didn't have to explain that, hey, look, I've been homeless. Hey, look, I've been put out in the cold. Like I just can't do that to people. Her first reaction to that was to look at me and goes, oh my, that must have been so hard on you. But she was like, I know you couldn't put that girl out in the streets. 
and there was like how many women would even like let's say you know like 90 of women are like yeah dude i'm done like i can deal with the, the past i can deal with all this but this is nuts like you got to go um and that was really like that was in scary when tell actually that was when i was like well yeah um yeah you only know, couldn't come to my house for the past couple weeks yeah well this is why you know and uh, yeah, she just like legitimately like looked at me and, and even I could feel like somehow weirdly loved me more because of me. Okay. You know, and I was like, this is not a possibility. Like there's, you know, I've literally never met a woman who loves the way she does. And all the things that I've done that you know, used to be seen as like these grandiose things I'm trying to do for this woman to like gain her affection more. I do naturally with her and it's and she appreciates every little tiny whatever it is of it like there's nothing there's not like hey you're stifling me i used to that a lot for women because like you know i bring them flowers and i'm an old school romantic so like you know i, I do stuff like that like I, i'm gonna send you a bouquet of roses you know i want to you know, drop by your work with a little present or something like that's the kind of stuff i do um, so I was considered a stalker, apparently. Apparently women don't like that now, I didn't realize. You know, <laughs> I am dating 30 years, you know, I was married. Like I got back out in the dating scene, was like, what the hell happened? You know, like smacked her butt immediately. And you know, like, I'm like, I can't do this, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be single forever. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, wow, like quick. Yeah. It's, you know, get together, two souls that kind of, sounds like two souls that kind of needed each other. Yeah. And you found each other and it just blossomed. And it's beautiful. It is. It is beautiful. But I want to dive a little bit deeper. Sure. Right? Let's talk about um, maybe any challenges you guys had to overcome in the initial phases of dating, or even if we're moving a little farther along in the timeline of, of dating and moving together, what were what was the biggest challenge your relationship had to overcome and how did you overcome it? I don't think we had one. Wow. I mean, like, yeah, like legitimately, I, I mean, there hasn't, there's never been a challenge, there's things that came up that we faced together and we made them happen like we did what had to be done like but that's life like it has been a partnership like since day one like you know there's never been something where it's like friction between the two of us like or anything like that it's just yeah the only thing was i didn't want to go um, public with our relationship um first until i spoken to my parents remember yeah <laughs> i was like the nigerians i it's uh, you know um, I have to talk to them first to let them know that I'm going to be moving in with a man I'm not married to. Uh -huh. you know? okay. <laughs> so I, had, I had to, uh, um, you know, uh, grow a spine to do that, even though I'm, yes. like, I'm 41, but still, like, I that uh, traditional African value still inside of me like it's not what you usually do and that's uh i would say that's about the only you know i would call it a challenge because it's but it's like the only thing i was a little bit oh okay i gotta do that first you know <laughs> i gotta <laughs> i guess that kind of brings up another question as to any sort of 
cultural differences you guys may have met in having this relationship? I mean, her family's been fantastic. Yeah. Like, she basically just, like, broke down and was talking to her mom. And, like, I'm sitting on the couch and she was like, look, mom, I'm living over here now. Like, was, there wasn't a whole lot of pop and circumstance to it. It was like, <laughs> like you want to talk to him? <laughs> like, <laughs> pretty much with And then she's like, well, I still don't want to say anything because I don't want to tell my dad. I need to still talk to my dad. Well, she never got that opportunity. That, that, Captain's went out of the bag immediately, apparently. Right. But like literally from day one, like even her parents, like it was the cultural differences have been things that reminds me of like my grandparents and things they did like in Germany, like in their culture, like very, very open, very like, you know, things like being a hospitable host, things like little things like that. She tells me that her family does the same as I did. Like, you know, you don't let a family, you don't let somebody come into your house and not eat. I guess apparently it's an Nigerian thing. It's definitely a German thing. Like, why do you think some cat Germans like, you know, you're not coming over like you're going to eat something? Um, maybe a lot of cakes. So, you know, and so it's like and the, the cultural thing has actually been something that I it's actually been one of the biggest joys of our relationship. Yeah, he's um he's very um, open-minded to the Nigerian cuisine and um, like the culture and everything. Like it's been amazing because I didn't think that he would be, you know, and I, I keep pushing boundaries up and up and down. I said, no, I'm not going to eat that. But he's been super, <laughs> oh my gosh, he's been, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, but we, we push each other, like I said, we push each other a little uh, different ways. Like, like I said, she's a writer and that's one of the biggest things. Like, I want to see her, she's working not in a writing job right now. So it's like, um, you know, since day one, like I probably, and this is, I knew I cared about. Now, this is also something that got me in trouble in other places, in other relationships, but I knew I was like, I need to help this woman follow her dreams. Like, I need her to start writing again. And it became very important to me, like personally, immediately, like, you need to start writing. You know, and it wasn't, and it was something that, you know, just, you know, and that's why I knew. Like, I when, when I started, and then that's also when I thought I might scare her off because I'm like, now I'm getting involved in like pushing her towards, you know, what she told me is her dreams. But let's face it, a lot of people say their dreams are something and they're not, you know. And um, I'm pushing, and she's like, now she's writing another article for the first time in a while. She just finished, in fact, uh, earlier today. Hi. You know, and right. you know, she comes to work with me and like she came by to work, you know, and sees me operating. You know, in the store and what I do. I love watching him work. <laughs> I love watching him interact with customers. Because <laughs> so. you get a different side of him too when you get to watch from that perspective. Because we all have different roles we play, right? Like whether right. we're a brother or a, a father or a husband or whatever, you're we're in these different roles. So I think that's probably what it is that you're watching, getting to watch him work and to really see that magic come out of him in, in a way that you're not going to see at home because he doesn't right. have to do that with you. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't have to talk her into doing a whole lot, so. <laughs> Since that's what I do for a living, <laughs> a lot of practice. How the fuck, I want to ask you, you kind of, we heard about um, Mike's kids and from the beginning, obviously, you were you were loved from door was that 
were you concerned? Were you nervous? I'm going to meet the kids. What are they going to think of me? Do you remember how you felt up until meeting them or even afterwards? What kind of relationship do you have now versus what you thought was going to happen? Yes, I was a little nervous about um, meeting Sam, like especially because it was younger. It was, a, it was a teenager and teenagers, like, you know, you can't sometimes, it can go either way mm -hmm. uh, for that age group. And, but I kind of had a feeling because of who Mike was, I'm like, it's progeny, my father would be like him, you know, it's very open, social, and, you know, so I was kind of holding on to that and was like, okay, what well, was prepared in case it goes, it goes the other way and Sam is different from Michael. And so, but as it turned out, it was, ah, uh, fight a son. <laughs> and it was, <laughs> it was amazing. We get along really good. Um, it's, I was nervous a little bit, but everything, every doubt appeared I had went with the wind when I, we actually met and started to interact. And it's been, it's been great. Um, but I did have, um, I was a little bit nervous because I really wanted his kids to like me because I know it's important, his relationship to, with his kids were very important to him. And it, that is important to me because I know it's, just, it's tied to his happiness and if he's happy, I'm happy. And it's like uh, his happiness, I, my happiness keeps up with his happiness. So I'm like, yeah, I hope that everything I'm jealous with his kids and it's been great. <laughs> I was nervous about that though. I mean, not to, I mean, but for a different reason, because um, like Sam, for example, is a much better judge of character than I am when it's my relationship. You know, I get real like tunnel vision and, and real love blind real quick. Like I can ignore all kinds of glaring errors in my face and just ignore. Sam's, you know, not. Like Sam's gonna call me, you know, he'll call me out like, dude, like, that like the last one, the one was living in the couch, he'd straight call her the very first time he ever met her. He's like, What's wrong with her? <laughs> <laughs> he was serious, like she's like, is he, is he retarded or something? Like you know? <laughs> 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 she was like, I don't mean to be mean. I was like, does she have like learning disability? Like, what's wrong with this girl? <laughs> so I'm like, I took I laughed it off at the time, like, oh okay, you're just you know. <laughs> But then after it went down, I was like, and me and him having other conversations during that deal, I was like, oh God, I hope Sam appreciates so, you know, um, okay for what she is. Like, you know, I, 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 I was really, I wanted his opinion. I'm not gonna lie, I wanted his opinion. Okay, tell me if I'm, if I'm totally being wrong here, then like completely, you know, acting irrationally, like what's going on here? Um, and he loved her. And, you know, literally like, after he went home, I didn't say literally all the time, I don't know why, but um, he calls <laughs> me back up and he says, I love you guys. Oh, my goodness. You know, and that's how he started, you know, she was part of the family, like, immediately. Everything just happened, fell into place. It was, there was no, no dissenting words on her family side yeah. or from the people who knew me. And the people who knew me, I had some people who definitely would call me on me being crazy. Um, people who, you know, I've went through dark times with and we both, we're all doing well now. And um, none of them. <laughs> like, I mean, my boss, you know, met her and, um, you know, when he found out that, you know, she had moved in on everything, like, he was like, oh, yeah, that's awesome, dude. Like, yeah, you 
<laughs> you know, totally, it was totally different. Like, he was like, you just have one move out, dude. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> he was like, no, no. I heard he was like, that girl's crazy. She's awesome. Like, <laughs> and uh, that's how it's been. Like, everybody, and her family's the same way. Like, I talked to her brothers on Christmas, and that was, it was surreal. Because for several reasons. First, they're, they're not of Christian faith. Oh. But they're respectful of it. And they're wishing us Merry Christmas and they're, you know, engaging me, um, you know, very intently actually for a while. I talked to, you know, the first, your first brother, I only talked to him for like 10, 15 minutes because we were kind of talking together and the whole family was there. It was Christmas morning, you know, we're here. And, uh, but then like her other brother, like opened up to me and we talked for like 45 minutes the other night. And it was the second time I think I've ever talked to him. And she was even like, damn, it's a long conversation. <laughs> like, are you getting off the phone yet? <laughs> what's going on what are you talking about <laughs> and we talked about everything you know i mean and it was just it's been like just fell into place her family fell in place my family right. you know friends you know there's like i said there's not been a dissenting voice in the peanut gallery like not not one from any oh no one you had one crazy girl that screwed you over but like besides her and she got blocked <laughs> Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll say one of the things is when I kind of met you, Mike, and I kind of started following you on social media, one thing that really was obvious to me is just how much you love this woman. You are blatant with it. <laughs> I love this woman. Look at this picture. Look how beautiful she is. It it's a and I, I talked to somebody else recently. It's a rarity, especially for men, to be that open with our emotion, with how we feel about our partner. And as I'm watching, and it's like every day I would see this, and I'm like, God, he loves this girl. Wow, he really, my God. I'm like, I felt bad. Like, do I love my wife like That's this? Like, point. So, so I'm so I'm like I needed to hear this and meet and obviously I can see why why he's completely entranced with you. Um, I kind of want to ask you the same question I asked him. Okay. Now even he's been talking about you and you're right there and you're hearing this angelic description of yourself <laughs> and you've had previous relationships that may not have been the best. How does it feel to have somebody? who gets you and loves you and can describe you so much. How does that feel? It feels so wonderful. Like I would be randomly at work and I'm like, I was like, snap my finger. I'm like, you're not dreaming. Yes, it's a mic <laughs> crazy about you. Who said this thing about you? And then I'll go on my phone and text and his pictures. I'm like, yeah, this is real. This is so surreal to me, like, okay. What did I do to deserve to deserve this man? Like after all these years, after all the relationships I've been through, you know, and just I didn't see it coming. Like I didn't see it coming. Like it's like everything I've ever wanted in the man, I found in Mike. You know, I said, God, I want a God fearing, but someone who knows you exist, someone who acknowledges you. I don't, I'm always looking for a perfect man. Cause I know I'm not perfect. There's no perfect human, you know, but as like someone who is trying his best to be a, the best it can be of himself, the best, best version of himself it can be. 
someone who trusts you, someone who is striving to make themselves better, someone who is open, loving, and respects himself, respects me, respects the people around, and treats people the way any decent human being should treat other people. And so it's being super surreal. I, I, well, before I met him, I didn't, I never got angry anyway. Now I just like floating along and like people do what it, I'm like, okay, whatever. I got my mind. <laughs> Customers yelling, okay, whatever. I'll go home to Mike. I just like, it's like a financial for every pain or that they brings like, okay, I can believe this man loves me. So this is what I've been looking for. And it's, what you see on social media is just like a, <laughs> the tip of the iceberg of what is in private even, you know, because it's just, he's just a wonderful human being. And I feel so super blessed. And it's funny how he, because of the way he loves me, is pushing me more towards loving God more because I'm so grateful to God for bringing him into my life this way. So I think that that's how God works, I guess, in mysterious ways. That's how he brings us closer to him, you know? And it's like a whole new world of realization. I'm living in this new world now where I'm like, okay, thank you God for being who you are. And, uh, it's been great and I know it's going to stay great it's just you know I just know it I just know it <laughs> so this podcast is called Love is Black so <laughs> so I thought that you know a better way to rephrase it I'll just ask you said well, families, you haven't had any pushback. Everybody's been accepting, loving, kind. It's great. Right. Sadly, we don't live in that kind of society. So I'll ask, have you gotten pushback? You get the looks. Have you gotten anything from being a multi interracial. An interracial couple? Have you gotten anything like that from friends, from just walking around on the street? Anything? No, so far, uh nothing i mean it's an awful amount of pda in public maybe <laughs> not super extreme but a lot of hugging and staring into each other's eyes wearing masks and masks <laughs> you know <laughs> just a lot of that I'm, I'm naturally reserved but mike is mike and i'm just i just go with it like i just go with it and so um Oh, I, people stare sometimes, but I, I've not experienced um, any negative thing that I can remember. People actually, since people are nicer somehow, I do, it's like, I don't know if they're feeding up of what we give up or something. It's just, I don't know, it's been um, great. And um, I don't know what I said, I'm gonna say it. Okay. <laughs> So we were working now, uh, Baxter, one evening, like a month ago, and a group of people were in a vehicle, like, they're obviously drunk, and they yelled, we, we don't even know what they yelled at us, and we were holding hands, and they threw ice at us, but it, it didn't reach it, it was like in the middle of the road, I don't know 
maybe someone made them mad and they're just like taking out taking it out on um, random people on the road or so i don't know but that's as close that's the only um i i didn't i didn't know if that had to do with our race or being biracial or anything i just but that was just random <laughs> other than that nothing you know yeah <laughs> It's been that, a is a beautiful thing. It is. It's it a is. very, very beautiful thing. Yeah. It's, I think it never came up. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's just, uh, it's, and don't get me wrong, I've dated other black women. One I kind of made fun of, to, like, hey, I was just dating her, like going on dates and stuff. This girl had to remind me freaking three times a day that she was black. I'm like, I figured that out when we met. I'm like, I'm not really worried about it. Like, I got it. Like, saw your picture and everything. <laughs> you know, and I thought it was really weird. Like, I was like, do you not think you're black enough? I was like, so I, I had, did have a little weird, like, when it came to interracial relationships before, but with her, it just never, it just never was an issue. Like, it never was. I mean, we, we apparently strike a very striking couple because people will remember us, but it's always in very positive ways. Like, we'll go back into a store after we hadn't been to it in two or three weeks. They're like, oh, hey, you guys are back. Like, we're only here once. And we, but we were getting that all the time, like in different places. Like we go to a place one time, come back, you know, a week or two later, and they'd be like, they were acting like we were regulars. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there must be just something about the way, like she said, what we're putting out there that people are feeding off of, you know, because I mean, and that's really, I mean, because like I said, there's, I mean, even <laughs> like people we've talked to, a lot of like my friends who know us, like, they actually forget that we're different races sometimes. Hmm. They like legitimately like <laughs> one of my friends was like, I really he's like, I knew she's from Africa. And I was like, for some reason I didn't even think about to be black. Like it was just not a big deal. I was like, it just wasn't thought of. Like, she's Nigerian. That's like that's probably the biggest thing. Like, you know, she's comes from a different, you know, homeland, but I'm German. You know, and, my, and that, that that means a lot to me because like in my family, we had a lot of kickback racially, 1950s Germans. You know, like we were all Nazis, we were all you know Hitler's bootlickers. You know, we trust me, I got it all. So it was different with her because I didn't have that in my family. My family associated nationally, not racially. Right. You know, they hung out with other Germanic people. Like we had black friends and we had Indian friends and other nationality friends, and the only division was what nationality we were, not anything else. Like. Oh, this is my, my friend, he's from Poland, or here's my Russian buddy over here. Like, that's what it was. So, like, really, like, that's kind of how it's been with us. Like, the only the thing that ever gets brought up is, oh, she's from Nigeria. And that's it. Like, that, that, that kind of shocks people. Like, you know, like, oh, really? She's, how long has she been here? You know, that kind of question, but that's it. <laughs> okay. That is fantastic. I think that's a beautiful thing that it hasn't there hasn't been any barriers to anything, you know, progressing. You haven't had to have that as a hurdle you had to jump over. So I think that in of itself, I think that says a lot about your union, um, especially, you know, the vibe and the energy that people are probably getting from your union, that there's no reason to even question. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's really what it is. Yeah, that's it. There's, there's no... We don't make it a big deal. It's not, it's never brought up ever. Like, why would it be? But, you know, yeah. I mean, I guess because we make it such a non point, people around us, it's not a point to them either, you know? Mm -hmm. 
I think one thing that's um, just hearing you talk about this, and obviously, like I said, I'm in awe of this relationship, but I, when I'm trying to consider what people around you may see, I don't know if the, I don't know, I, I always hate the word climate, but I feel like we're in a climate right now where anybody who truly takes care of black women is just, just deified. Because this, in the last 30, 40, whatever years, I think there's been this concerted effort to just talk about women in general, about equality and such, but in particular black women and how we take care of them and how we respect them. And any man, anybody who respects and takes care and just respects a black woman, you automatically, what you should get respect. And I think that's what it is. You just, it's a good relationship. It's somebody loving this woman. And that seems like that's just enough. And differences aren't, you know, aren't worth discussing. That's, I, she's happy. And I guarantee when you two are walking down the street, people can tell that she's happy, <laughs> right? So who cares what you look like or what she looks like? That's a happy woman walking down the street. And that's a happy man walking down the street. And I mean, like, I mean, it comes up with customers of mine because probably 30% of my clientele is North African. So the fact that I'm dating a Nigerian comes into play with that, but they're also different kind of people. Like, you know, I also have a lot of people from the West End and stuff like, you know, my, my store has a very dis, every diverse clientele, but it's also like a local store. So I've been there, I'm like, I'm known in the neighborhood. And, you know, a couple of my customers, when they met her, they're like, oh, who's that? I'm like, oh, it's my fiance. And they're like, you kind of do pause for a second. And they're like, she's black. I'm like, yeah, I figured that out too. I'm like, <laughs> Well, these are usually like little black women that are like, you know, like good customers and have known me for like a year now. And it just didn't, you know, it never came up and they just didn't think about it. Okay. All right. So we kind of think we'll wind down. This story is great. It's, it's really simple. It's y'all met, you got together, you talked and boom, it's just, I don't know. It's all of that stuff that you were describing earlier mm -hmm. what you thought love should be or a relationship should be like you're mm -hmm. actually you've manifested this wonderful relationship that has been very simplistic right in you know i don't know just achieving health like a healthy relationship so the last question i have for you two is you guys are engaged so congratulations for that and hope the wedding is crazy and yeah chaos and all kinds of fun and everything and COVID safe and COVID safe definitely <laughs> I want to ask each of you you guys are going to get together and you're going to be married do you have any goals any is there anything you want to achieve as a married couple that you haven't maybe yet as just you know fiancés right now is there when you guys get together what do you want to do to maybe how can, the, how can the relationship get better? Is there anything you want to improve? Anything you can think of? I mean, I, and I want to say this. I know we would love to have a child. That's, you know, but in our, we're, we're 44, 42 years old. Right. You know, I took eight years to have two I had. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, you know, so there at least some doubts. But aside from that, like, she tries to make me be better every day anyway. So whatever I'm doing. Um, it feels like this, we're already living the life that we would 
leave, it's like, okay, we're not married, feels like we're married. We're like, there's nothing um, we're waiting for until we get, okay, until we get married, then we'll do this. You know, um, I would like for us to pray more together yeah. <laughs> to make our time, to, you know, and we talked about it. I'm just making Actually, we had a big meeting about it today, specifically. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, but yeah, really, it's like, um, it's, we're not waiting for life to happen. We're not waiting for, oh, after marriage, then we're going to do this in the process. We're already doing what we would do anyways if we were married. So it's like, oh, we just, uh, marriage is gonna be like a formality, um, you know, to do what is as, as expected, in, mm -hmm. you know, to satisfy God and satisfy society's expectations. Well, especially from where I'm coming from, <laughs> right? Absolutely. And she's here, right? For me, bringing marriage into it is just bringing God officially into the relationship, like, you know, sacramentally. Like, other than that, yeah, I mean, you know, I think we were, we were together some ridiculously short amount of time, and we turn around and, like, she's like, oh, it's like our two month anniversary or something. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I mean, literally, I felt like we've known for years. Like, and I was like, I mean, I was taken aback, like, I was trying to do the math in my head, like, it feels like sure. there's, like, there's so much so many times so much has changed when this happened and we got our first place together already like we moved and got one for us you know like oh, that is awesome congratulations, that is, congratulations. on that congratulations That's yeah great. we definitely resonate with that 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 fast pace that it just yeah. happening really quick that was our oh, yeah. relationship oh yeah quick oh, really, yeah really wasted fast. no time oh yeah got <laughs> yeah i mean if you get you'll listen to other episodes but i knew i knew when i saw her it was gonna happen that was my wife so i knew a little later much later but <laughs> i knew first she caught up eventually but <laughs> but you know however long it takes it works out but yeah. i want to say thank you for telling us your story it's this is love is beautiful no matter what color yeah. But you guys, it just, you guys exude this kind of love, this kind of respect for each other. It's, you've been, I mean, not saying you're not happy, Mike, but out of fact, you've been happy like the whole time we've been talking. <laughs> this smile, this kind of glee that this relationship brings to you is a beautiful thing. So it's very really, inspiring. It's very inspiring and very nice to see you. And Mike, good job and keep doing it. We've got to talk back and forth. You take care of that queen. <laughs> and I can see that you, you're making your life's work to make sure that she's happy. But, <laughs> but thank you for telling us about your story. We certainly appreciate you giving us some of your time. Yeah, thank you us. so much for having us on your program. No problem. It was totally blessed by having you guys mm -hmm. on. Well, Harvey. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> it's well, Harvey. It's well, always... Harvey. <laughs> Last time you got upset, so I was like, well, Harvey Laguerre. And yeah. you're like, full name. full name. I don't need them all. Government's watching me now. They know my full name. Yes. You tell my social They show? sent you your stimulus. <laughs> they should know your name. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've absolutely come to the conclusion 
Awesome. That love is natural. Oh, yes. There love is. is many things. But this good love is black. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Love is Black podcast. Please help support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a review. And connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Love is Black podcast. See you next week.